Good evening and welcome. <clears throat> Good evening, welcome to the cheat. Good evening and welcome to Cheater and the Rude. I'm Jeff Chrysler, author of the book Get Rich Cheating, an all-around guy. Whatever that means. And uh, joining us never is uh, Lee Papa of the Rude Pundit Blogspot. Uh, Lee actually and I have been working on a top secret project. We're going to drop that soon because it's very fragile. Uh, we had a debate last night and I have picked up the pieces of my life that were shattered after spending so long watching that three hours Three hours of that debate. Let me just, I think, I think Sir Alec Guinness sort of sums up best how it all felt last night. I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. I fear something terrible has happened. Yeah, it was a rough thing to watch, but I had to, I don't know about you, I had to watch it. It wasn't like, uh, pure voyeuristic, let's watch a car crash, train wreck, some sort of evil vampire sex movie. It was, I don't know, I just felt so compelled. And it just, it started off so great, like they marched all of them out uh, for the photo op, and it was like that picture in Vanity Fair of all the candidates. They were all looked the same, even the African-American looked like a white dude. Um, and then Sam B came out with her laser eyes, and that was the same as Carly Fiorina, who is just well coached. I mean, can we can we stay? If one thing is for certain, whoever did b- debate prep for Carly Fiorina will never have to ask for work again. Like, we'll always be hired. Just like that's your calling. Just show this debate because you know she. She won, quote-unquote, the debate, and then, like, no one knew her, and she came across as competent. She came across as informed, uh, as uh, well-versed in the details, and very forceful and decisive. Just like a certain ex-secretary of state she claims to hate, but one thing she actually loves. It was a stage full of people wanting to be what they claim to hate. Eh, government's terrible. I want to do more of it. It was... Um, Let's just say the fact that it lasted three hours to say nothing. Three hours to say nothing. Um, well, that tells you everything. Oh, I went in sort of wondering when they get to gun control, climate change, and uh, Ahmed the clockmaker. And I wasn't disappointed in that. I didn't think they ever would. Although they sort of mentioned climate change uh, once they got to, like, the end of the third hour and they were taken live tweets or whatever they were doing, which, you know, it was buried around the, the really silly question of uh, what woman you put on the dollar bill. And boy, did they have a hard time. It's like, oh my God, someone mentioned Rosa Parks. Thank God. I'm good about that's a good answer. Sort of like, hey, which member of the group you totally don't respect would you put upon the paper that you worship? Bum, 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 bum. I was disappointed. None of them pulled out uh, Carly Fiorina's old Trump. They uh, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, didn't, uh, didn't uh, they ask, uh, didn't uh, the Clintons ask you to run? <laughs> Trump, uh, to his credit, uh, you know, people will say he did poorly, but you know what? His base, his support are not the people that respect women and want to know the nuances of foreign policy. So he did fine. He's going to stay where he's at. Um, and I thought that he, he you know, 
address the whole Clinton thing. He's like, I do a business. That's that's my new Trump. I don't do Trump. I do business. I, I, that new Trump's going to last about 10 seconds. I do business. And, uh, you know, i got to talk to everybody. Forget about it. You know what I'm saying? This is the worst. I feel the greatest disturbance in the force. Um, they were behind or in front of Ronald Reagan's plane. Ironic that Ronald Reagan had a plane. <laughs> huh. When he was the one who fired all the air traffic control, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. He fired all the air traffic controllers, so his little, his little private jet. Um, I kind of wish that the private jet, or the private plane, whatever it was, I wish that it had like come to life like a Decepticon and started attacking everybody to see who really had the real conviction, uh, the real, you know, when the. Your foot's in the fire? Is that a word, expression? Uh, who was really going to do it? My bet would be that Rand Paul would pee and run away like a little girl. Uh, ben Carson would just sort of like stand there with his, you know, speak softly and carry. Where am I now? Who's who's here? Let me tell you a story about a potato. A potato is neither fruit nor vegetable. It's a root. And then he would get eaten by the Decepticon. Sort of like... Um, I picture that uh, T-Rex ate in Jurassic Park, the original one, the guy that, um, that should be, that's how I just, um, and then I think what would happen is as this Decepticon was destroying everything, Ted Cruz would assume his true form and rise like a phoenix and defeat the Decepticon with his Lucifer vision that melts steel. Through just thinking. I don't know if everyone knew that about Ted Cruz, but I had a friend who went to college with him, so I know that he is able to melt steel by just thinking. True. True story. I heard it from a guy who knows a guy. You can look it up. And I liked how it began with a little bit of ass kissing by uh, everyone. Everyone, Carson was loving Carly, and Huckabee was harding Trump, and Jeb just didn't want to be there, and, uh, you know, if I had better audio skills, I would point out that Scott Walker started talking, and all I could hear was, there are no strings on me. Early on, uh, Trump went on the attack, which was smart, because he knew he was going to get attacked, so he sort of pushed, he didn't wait around for it. Um, and I thought it was great that Rand Paul said it was a non sequitur, which is your first opportunity to drink because <laughs> of the GOP drinking games. That was not, I didn't think that would be said. Uh, there was also Sua Sponte later. That was, I drank for that. Uh, some uh, Rand Paul also said privilege. Like it, went, it didn't lead to a discussion, but good for him for looking up buzzwords. That guy. You know, he's more than just a not pretty hair. Um, speaking of which, Trump and Paul's hair should just delightful. Then Trump also went after Bush at one point. They had this little exchange about Florida. It was sort of like, Jeb, you don't want to, don't get in the name call. That's not your game. He was like that guy in Soggling, shall we play a game? Which is admittedly the voice from the. Ah, World War War Games. Thank you, Matthew Broderick. It's not how. What was the name of the computer? If you guys are listening out there, will you tweet me the name of the computer in War Games? Um, God, Whopper? I think it was Whopper. Was it Whopper? 
No, that doesn't seem possible. That's too obvious. Like Whopper World, Operational Poopy, Poopy. Ew, right on. That's it. Could be Whopper. I don't know. I'm at Jeff Christ or J E F F K R E S L A R. Lot of. By the way, my best tweet of the night was sadly just the most. Uh, it wasn't even a joke. Not that it was just. It's life, and we're all going to die soon. I did play the drink every time you despair for humanity game, and I lost. So, <laughs> uh, my best received tweet was quoting um, Jeb going, my brother kept us safe. I said, my brother kept us safe? Yeah, except for 9-11, anthrax, Katrina, and the Great Recession. And that got like 500 retweets. Like, people, why? I'm not stating. It's like, it, it, when the obvious is treated as the surprising, it just, it's very frustrating. Now, I admit, I pay a lot more attention to things than most people do. Not all things, to the things that I think matter. I can tell you a lot about the New England Patriots. I can tell you a lot about the candidates, but not everything. But yeah, I don't know anything about, you know, the real housewives. And I'm not making a judgment. Is the campaign, are these candidates any more significant in the grand scheme of the universe or even my life than the Real Housewives? Not necessarily, because apparently one of the Real Housewives created that skinny girl cocktail line, which I'm pretty sure I'm more likely to get run over by a drunk sorority girl having drunk skinny girl margaritas than I am to be affected by Jeb Bush's inability to get anything done. Okay. Point is, you know, we pay, we, if you're listening to this, you're part of we, um, which was a very classy men's magazine back in the day, uh, we pay more attention because we think it matters. We may be right. I'm not saying we're wrong. Um, but when I tweet out something like that and it gets the response of like, holy cow, he's, he's revealed the great truth. No, it's not great. It's a, why don't Why does it have to be... <sighs> makes me want to just simplify everything I do because the simple stuff is what gets response. And I know this is what I've been dealing with all my career and I'm not simple enough because I assume people know the simple things. <sighs> Let me take my son. We're just going to go to a commune. I'm just going to tell him everything. And then, then one day he's going to emerge and he's going to be a pinball hero. Is that how it goes? Juke. Box hero. What's the pinball one? Pinball wizard? God damn it. I can't keep anything straight. You know what? My references are not old. They're timeless. That's right. They've been around so long that time no matter affects them. No matter? No longer. I'll be a jukebox hero. <laughs> uh... Jeb was sort of like the commercial break of the whole thing. Like it was exciting, and then you'd have Jeb and poor Chris Christie. He was just—he was barely even on stage. At one point, he was like leaning on his podium, like a little petulant kid, like "Oh God, I have to be there." I mean, there are too many candidates. That's why I think they should get more candidates, so there's even less substance. I like that uh, Jake Tapper was only deciding to call on people if their names were mentioned. It was like. It's not Duck, Duck, Goose, but it was like, uh, Voldemort, I guess. No. Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice. That's it. Bop, ba da bop, bop. 
anyway, it was among the annoying things that CNN did, and you can add that to the list of also not correcting them about the whole Planned Parenthood video. Thanks for mentioning that it was a fabrication and letting Carly go off. Carly's big moments were about, like, dissecting a fetus and her dead child. Congratulations! You know, I remember when Sarah Palin ran, everyone was like, I like Sarah Palin because she's just like me. And that was the problem. Trump isn't like us. He's like who we want to be. I like Donald Trump because he's just like how I'm going to be when I sell my recipe for dirt shine. Like when he said, uh, you know, I turned down $5 million from somebody. Hey, see, I, I, that's my new Trump for now. You know, I'd like to be able to lose track of all the people who offered me $5 million. I think that would be a wonderful place to be in my life. If I could not remember all of the people that offered me $5 million. That would be great. Because I'm convinced if you offered me $5 million, please do. I'm a Jeff Chrysler. Uh, I would remember. I would remember you. I, I give you my pledge. My fellow Americans, right now, if any of you give me $5 million or more dollars, I will never forget you. I will always remember. I will do things that mean the same thing as never again. So just give me $5 million. That'd be great. Uh, more Carly. She, she in her specifics, she talked about uh, rebuilding the Sixth Fleet using all the workers she'd fired from Hewlett Packard. Ted Cruz wanted to defeat ISIS with his machine gun bacon. This is where I would play the clip of him going, mmm, machine gun bacon. Couldn't help but look at Rand Paul and Scott Walker and wonder, you know, if they do cancel China State Dinner, will you still be able to pick up other catering gigs? Okay. Um, it's pretty clear CNN didn't heart Huckabee uh, in that they let him talk. <laughs> Am I right? He doesn't understand civics or finances. When he was talking about Amy Davis or Lynn Davis or whatever that girl's name, Kim Davis, Lynn Davis, I don't know, that sounds like a country star, which would, would have been better if Kim Davis had just had a country album. Uh, uh-huh. He didn't know what he was talking about with with the civics there, just like later they didn't know what they're talking about with vaccines, and like then later back to Huckabee, you know what I'm talking about with finance, he's like, yeah, hedge funds are awesome, they make a lot of jobs. No, they don't. Um, I have a pet peeve that I don't, th- you know, I'm not going to mention it because that'll make me sound snotty. I am snotty, so I'll just mention it. Look, it's not called the Magna Carta, it's called Magna Carta. God, oh God, I learned it the first day of law school, oh my God, don't you guys even go to law school? Um, yeah, climate change wasn't focused on, even though that's actually probably a bigger threat to our national security and it's going to realign all the international forces more than anything. Um, the Kim Davis thing came up. It just, I love them accommodating people unless they have disabilities or systematic racism. Unless they have disabilities or systematic racism. There was a, another point when the Planned Parenthood thing came up. It was sort of like, I hate women more than you. No, I hate women more than you. And then uh, Carly's like, women are half of our people. They're, they're a huge resource. And Trump's like, ah, I gotta tap that. And then I'm like, ah, just use an old joke on It's great. You guys should hire me to perform. Thank you. CNN. 
for also letting me hear what I'm sure was a line from a Woody Allen movie when uh, Carly Fiorina said, I'll call up my good friend Bibby. <laughs> Rich people have the best friends. Can we just agree with that? I mean, come on. It's so true. So true. So true. They started talking about uh, all the promises related to Planned Parenthood. I sort of felt like an echo of Kennedy. Under my administration, we will not kill babies until my donors need military contracts and drilling rights. Then we will send the babies into the war that is unjustified to kill other babies and make sure that our profits... Our profits are more important than their profits. Profits with an F-I-T. Trump profits with a P-H-E-T. Less letters, more money. Profits. Oh, diddly-doo. I thought there was a wonderful moment when we came back from a break when Donald Trump started breaking it down like a Springsteen song. It's like, bad dudes on the wall. Gangs all over the place. Thanks to me, immigration's an issue. I took he all over the place. Bad dudes on the wall. Everybody, bad dudes on the wall. Sing it now. Bad dudes on, bad dudes on, bad dudes on the wall. No, wait, that's just my daughter who I gotten through the whole thing without being creepy. But at the end, he talks about who's going to put on the dollar bill and he mentions his. The nice thing about the debate, in the grand scheme of things, what's really important is that the people that make those brilliant bad lip reading videos can just use the real audio from this one. They don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to try to make it more absurd. Because it's already crazy. Oh, there's a moment when Ben Carson was talking about immigration. He talks about how, like, hey, let's uh, turn off all the goodies, including unemployment. Or clearly employment. <clears throat> In other words, like as soon as we stop making it to their good jobs here, they'll stop coming over. Which it's understandable. I mean, Obama's plan all along has been to lower the employment rate uh, to let ISIS sneak in here through Mexico. I don't know if anyone knew that. It's, um... <sighs> Carly Fiorina talked about uh, how she led Hewlett Packard through a very difficult time that she created. Uh, she compared herself to Steve Jobs, which I felt like was an unnecessary attack on uh, Michael Fassbender. Uh, I hope Michael Fassbender's first name is Michael, and I hope he's the guy that's in the new Steve Jobs movie. Otherwise, that joke would fall as flat as this explanation. Um, I like the word Clintonite came up a few times, sort of like the new Saul Alinsky. In other words, it's, it's an insult. Um, There's a whole business person back and forth with Trump and Fiorina and then Christie's. Chris Christie's like, nobody cares. By the way, this is, you don't, voices are not, that's why I have a team around me at the Final Edition Radio Hour, which you can listen to following the show and also online at thefinaledition.com and many, many other places. And the archives, iTunes. Chris Christie, after the back and forth between uh, Fiorina and Trump, said, nobody cares which of you is the worst business person. The uh, most important question here tonight is which of us is the worst governor? To which the senator said, You know, America deserves better than 14 more months of this. I wish Obama would just cancel the election already so we wouldn't have to go through it. Oh. Jake Tapper has blood coming out of his whatever. Okay. I felt like 
there should have been a question about the bigger threat, ISIS or the fifth grader making a clock. And I don't know. Jeb Bush talked about his brother. I mentioned that already. Um, you know, Jeb Bush isn't the rewriting history professor we need. He's the rewriting history professor we deserve. It was great when intelligentsia uh, got it going. There was, a, there was a lot of talking. Trump was talking. Paul was, Luan Paul was whining. And Jeb was referring to the Senate protocol as that whatever you do. Oh, it's just like, it, it was kind of like I was getting, it was being low. I wasn't like feeling it. And then they just kind of sucked me back in. It was, oh, whoo, so great. And that was just before he dropped that, my brother kept me safe. Um, which sadly is, is, I can't believe what the response is. Twitter is stupid, but I can't believe. Uh, anyway, when they were all suddenly defending George Bush, my brain started melting. Huh. But that's what you do. I like how Ben Carson said, we need a leader who will look at everything going on and, and inspire us like the space race did, which is exactly what Obama did in 2011 at a State of the Union speech when he called it our Sputnik moment. Do I have to play that for you guys right now? Let's see if this works. That's a commercial. They're custom-made trains. Shut up. Look, the point is, it was more of the nonsense of people. Go when the Soviets beat us into space with the launch of a satellite called Sputnik. We had no idea how we would beat them to the moon. The science wasn't even there yet. NASA didn't exist. But after investing in better research and education, we didn't just surpass the Soviets. We unleashed a wave of innovation that created new industries and millions of new jobs. This is our generation's Sputnik moment. Two years ago, I said that we needed to reach a level of research and development we haven't seen since the height of the space race. And in a few weeks, I will be sending a budget to Congress that helps us meet that goal. In other words, hey, Ben Carson, you know that weak leader who you think should do something that will make him strong? He did that thing. He's strong. But look, by now, I'm having serious acid Vietnam flashbacks to the whole evening of hypocrisy or whatever you call it. That it's just like... It was an anti-intellectual meeting. It was a meeting of the world's greatest dum-dums. Um, I noticed, speaking of people not... I mean, there's a lot of, like, just wrongness. Is that a word for people saying what's not true? Uh, when Carly Fiorina attacked Iran, she failed to mention that when she was CEO, she sold them computer parts, which was against the law. Um, I had trouble with John Kasich because I just spent, like, a week researching charter schools in his state. And Jeebus, he's a horrible person. Jeb eventually is going to invoke the rule that you can't talk about family. <laughs> this is the only way. I just snorted. That's how the, That's how this is going. I mean, uh, I like the Cruz coined the phrase, the President Bushes, although it should be the President's Bush, and a geek like him should know that. There was pot talk. Um, uh, it was being there. Everybody's high. Carly exploiting the death of her child, which is horrible. There was a tsunami warming. Uh, I talked about women on money. I talked about Ronald Reagan has blood coming out of his whatever. Uh, they had the little speeches at the at the end, which I like better when Bill Pullman did it in Independence Day. I'm not going to play that for you, but this is Independence. There's a link on the Twitter. Um, there was talk of the Lady Justice and Lady 
Liberty, but no Lady Gaga. I thought that was sort of insensitive um, of Carly, but hey, what are you going to do? And, uh, you know, there's me sort of feeling like, wow, I, I spent a lot of time on this debate, and I hope that I win the lottery so I don't have to do that anymore. I hope that I... Uh, I'm just... Uh. See, I just spent like 20 minutes recapping what I went through for three hours, and this is... We're going to have to do this for 15 months. Everyone pace themselves... Okay, like for me, it's I'll dive in at the debates. I can't follow everything else. It's too painful. I mean, seriously, these people are so painful. Just breathing. Just breathing in and out. That's all you need to do. Um, I'm going to leave you with, uh, with a thought. Welcome to Hillary Clinton's Email Scandal, the daily primetime show about Hillary Clinton's email scandal. With me, as always, are two other people from Fox News. Guys... Thanks for being here. No problem. I have nothing else going on. So what are the latest developments in the Hillary Clinton email scandal? Well, as you know, Hillary Clinton used a private email server when she was Secretary of State, which is important. Really important. Huge. You should not have done that. So now a lot of emails are being made public. And what kind of crazy stuff is in those emails? Well, for one thing, Chelsea Clinton helped out relief efforts in Haiti. Well, that's, I don't know. Bad, I guess? Maybe. It proves Hillary can't be trusted with confidential information because those emails are public now because we made sure they were. This is just like Whitewater. Yeah, Whitewater. Back in the 90s, the Clintons lost money in the Whitewater Development Corporation, and one of the other investors owned a savings and loan that failed. Was there a connection to the Clintons? Republicans investigated for years, and you know what they found? What? Nothing. Exactly. Very suspicious. There was so much talk. By us. And so much investigation. By us. And there must have been something. So why wasn't there? Benghazi. What were we talking about originally now? The Hillary email scandal. Oh, yeah. Which is also turning up nothing when it should be turning up something. Which is very suspicious. And we'll talk again tomorrow as new developments develop. Here on the Hillary Clinton email scandal. Uh, I feel better having listened to that. Uh, that was from the Final Edition Radio Hour, which you can hear coming up next or on the uh, archives. Um, campaign, man. This is what it's all about. This is what we live for. You get in little doses, bring it in. Remember, these are humans. This is an absurd universe that we live in, and we're all lucky uh, to be alive uh, to witness this time um, because... Well, what else are you going to do? I'm Jeff Chrysler. That was a lame ending. At Jeff Chrysler. JeffChrysler.com. Get Rich Cheating. Get Rich Cheating.com. The final edition. The final edition.com. Beep, bada, boop, ba, beep, bada, boop, ba, beep, bada, boop, ba. This has been Cheater on the Road on PRN. We're moving forward. Come on with us, man. If you don't like me singing, hit the can while these two commercials run before the next show starts. Peace.